You're listening to the Power Place Audio Podcast. For more resources or to watch the service online, visit us at www.thepowerplace.org. Man, things are broken. Ooh, thank you, worship team. Things are broken. And, and here, I, this is, I feel, I feel so, so strongly about this that those things that were broken this morning will never be picked up again. It's not the kind of breaking where you take the chain and you put it there for later. It's the kind of that you, you take it and you melt it in the fire. Like, let me turn you into liquid so I can never pick you back up again. Something's happening this morning. Man, you, you want to shut down church? We're going to have church. Don't get me started. God has called, man, God called us 16 years ago so that we'd be open today. I swear by it. He was getting us prepared 16 years ago so that we'd be open during the pandemic. While churches are 18, no way. Oh, wow, man. Sorry, 18 years. Those last two years are kind of a blur. Wow, 18. He called us 18. 17. Man, you should be preaching today. It's almost like you know stuff. So, so, so when we were traveling on the road in a 40-foot fifth wheel, doing what God had called us to do then. And God said, I want you to go do something else. And the obedience of Pastor Greg saying, okay, we'll sell it all and do what you've called us to. The obedience of that seed has now brought forth a harvest that you're sitting in this morning. Don't sit here and tell me, I don't wanna do lunch with you so that you can talk to me about how your harvest isn't plentiful. I'm telling you, if you are a good sower, you will be a good reaper. I'm telling you this morning, God's seeds always produce a harvest, no matter what. Uh, when, when, when the world tries to shut you down, if you planted the right seeds, you will always have the right harvest in him, period. And don't let anybody tell you different. How many, of you, how many of you are familiar with the, the game Red Rover, Red Rover, send, you know, whoever over, and you, you know, you call them over, you played in school, whatever. You know, as, as a kid, that game, you, you, you know, you look for the weak spot of the line, and then you just, like, buckle down, head, you know, over knee, and you just ran, right? Like, you just went in. Now, it would be a little different if Pastor Greg was playing the game, and I called Pastor Greg over, he'd be like, oh, you know, oh, yeah, we're going to get through here, whoop, you know. He wouldn't be as, like, tenacious, probably because of time that's gone by. Does that, make, does that make sense? Everybody understand, does that make sense? Okay, so with age, he's gotten a little bit more like, oh, you know, that might hurt later. Is that true? That's true, it's a true statement. And there's a lot of you in the room that would agree with Pastor Greg. There's a lot of us in this room that this is mostly how it goes in the walk with God, is that when we started our walk with God, 
we would go head over knee at anything that God brought our way. We would say, the enemy wants to do that? Nope, we're going in. And we would drive through that line. And with age, we're like, oh, maybe we should take a back seat and just, uh, it's not, we don't really need to get through that, do we? I don't know if I want to wake up tomorrow and feel the pain of that run through. And we, we view our, our Christian walk as though, I don't know if I want to feel tomorrow what God's calling me to do today, so I probably should just stay in line. And the enemy has been calling you over and taking all that you have, taking your peace, taking your joy, taking your possessions, taking your family. He's been taking them one by one. And he's taunting you. Red Rover, Red Rover, send Jimmy over. Like, oh man, I don't know if I wanna go today. You can have my peace, it's fine. I'm gonna live over here in anxious thought. It's good because you know what? Honestly, it's not worth the fight, so I'd rather just go crawl in bed and do what the doctor prescribed me. Because to take that on, that might hurt. Whereas I know the outcome of this bed, it'll give me comfort for a while. I'd rather live in my cloud than have to fight through that. What would happen if we took back everything? What would happen if our worry wasn't about tomorrow, but it was about today, getting what God promised us today? I wonder what would happen if we woke up in the morning and said, joy is mine, say it the Lord, so today I'm taking it back. I wonder what would happen if we woke up in the morning and said, that peace that I've been searching for for so long, I'm going back to take it back. I won't stop. I won't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Let me tell you what. Y'all got to start dancing in the devil's face, letting him know, man. I'm going to start speaking truth. Shame the devil. Like, let me embarrass the daylights out of you. Maybe for some of you, you sat here this morning, maybe this is your first time in the church, and you're like, this church is weird. That was a really long worship service, and there was people dancing, and it was weird. It's a lot weirder outside. There's freedom in here. There's freedom in here. Freedom over your mind. Freedom over your heart. There is such a freedom that is attached to his name that just by being in here, and that's always our prayer and dream team. God, I pray that even just them being in your presence would break chains. Even just being around your people today, let them feel you. Like, and maybe maybe you're the kind of cat that, that is like, oh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't do all that, that, you know, that stuff, that Jesus stuff. I'm just here today to make the, the girlfriend happy or the wife happy or the husband happy or the boyfriend happy. Like, maybe that's you. Maybe, like, you're just that kind of person that's like, I'm too cool for this, this is not me, or I just kind of, like, chill and I'm not that. I'm telling you today, it is time to get over yourself because, and here's the reason, all of a sudden you just put up a red flag and like, this cat is rude. No, just listen to me, hear me. It's time to get over yourself because the end is coming. And when it comes, I want you to be with me 
in heaven. Yeah, seven of you, if you believe it with me. There are two places, heaven and hell. There is no middle ground paradise, ocean, sand, that you've heard from all your friends that, oh, we're gonna go party, it's gonna be great. That was one of the things, you know, it's like, hey, why, why are you living like that? Because I'm gonna party myself all the way to hell, we're gonna party together when we get there. No, you're gonna burn at the sound, there's gonna be sound of gnashing of teeth and screams and yelping and you won't be able to escape the pain. I'm sorry, this got really real and it's not even in my notes, but I just, I feel in my spirit, I gotta share this this morning because the end is coming and it's near. And you need to know that the decisions you're making now are affecting your tomorrow, and you need to change it. You just need to change it. it. This is not like a diet where you get on and you can get off. No, you need to get on Jesus and stay on Jesus. This is it. This is it. We are in the final, we are in the final days. We can't play Jesus. Right. You, you, you can't, and let me, let me just tell you this. Man, I gotta start preaching. It's 1046. Woo! Let me, let me, let me tell you this. You the, oh, we're, <laughs> no apologies today, we're just gonna go. So call Applebee's and cancel your, your uh, thing because they only have seven tables open. So <laughs> you were already gonna miss your chance of sitting. So you're fine. You'd be in a little tent outside without a heater. Um, just saying. Um, we won't stop. We're not stopping. Uh, let, me, let me go here. Husbands, wives, boyfriends, girlfriends, man, woman, whatever, however you are in the room, hear me on this. Your parents, your spouse, your friend, their faith will not get you into heaven. You cannot be here this morning because of them and think you're going. I should probably just close this because I'm not even going where it is. I, I literally cannot get off of this right now. This is a right now message for someone sitting in this room. You have got to get things right with Jesus because you've been relying on everybody else to get you to heaven and it won't work. It's biblical. If you have not professed his name as Lord, you will not go to heaven. And I want you there. I have so much love in my heart for you this morning that I will tell you the truth. I would rather let today be my last sermon and tell you the truth than get up here and try to give you some love message and grace message and everything's great. I'm sick and tired. You need to hear the truth. Today, if you don't make it right, you might end up in hell and I don't want that. What I want for you is freedom. What I want for you is his love. And through that, you have to get right. You can't live the same way you've always lived. Jesus plus the way you've always lived doesn't work. It's Jesus and change it all. It just is. That's just how it is. It's, it's how it is. When God, when you make God number one, when you, when you actually let him into all areas of your life, everything changes. Well, you don't know me. I just have a bad attitude all the time. You wouldn't if you had Jesus. Well, you don't know me. I, I, I grew up like this, and my family was bad, and, and they, they passed it down to me, and it's a generational curse. Jesus can break it. You don't have to be like that. That's an attachment that can be broken. So many of 
Christians today walk around with things attached, growths, spirits that are attached to them. They don't know why they walk around like this. And it's so hard to continue loving Jesus. And I just don't know why. And it's like, let me help you as your friend. You got something growing off your backside. There's a growth that's there. I can see it. Just walking up on you, I felt, I felt a heaviness. You, you, you've got a, you got, you got a heaviness on you today. And Jesus wants to break that. Let me love you enough to tell you the truth. God wants all of you. Not just some of you. He doesn't just want your Sunday morning. He wants your week. Come on. I won't stop. I can't stop. Because if I stop, there's people that are attached to me that might stop. I don't want the blood on my hands. So you'll never see me stop. Doesn't matter what we face in this earth. Doesn't matter. We're not stopping. I've said this so many times, but I'll say it again so you can hear me say it. I've seen too many things that God has done to give up on them now. I'm sorry, you know, you, you can believe what you, I'm telling you from my personal experience of 33 years here on this earth, Jesus' age, it's a good age. I've seen too many things. My, my aunt got a recording of my grandfather this last week. He was praying over my mom and at the end he was like, God is good. He brings, he even brings the dead things back to life. And he just started going, remember, my grandfather has lost all memory. Doesn't know who his kids are, doesn't know who his wife is, like has lost all his memory. And he started to tell a story of his childhood with his dad. And it was all mumble jumbled, but you know, we know the gist of the story. And so we were able to kind of piece it all together. But he remembered the story of when his dad heard about a man on a property that said, if a pastor enters my property, I'll shoot him. And so he looked at his son, my dad's dad, and said, come on, we're going. It makes sense, you know? It makes sense. It's really smart. But when you're heavenly minded and there is a, a, an attachment to his voice, when he speaks, nothing can shake it. So he looked at Jonathan, my grandfather, and he said, come on, let's go. And so they went to the property. They pulled up to the gate of the guy's property, and my great-grandfather looked at my grandfather and said, open the gate. So he went and he opened up the gate, you know, probably terrified. There's a gun on the other side. And they started driving up the driveway. By the end of the day, they were having dinner with the man. He said, why don't you hang around here and have dinner with me? Oh, you don't want to shoot me? No, because God is in charge. I don't listen to the things of this earth. I'm not... I'm not going by what I see. I don't go by what I feel. I just go by him and I won't stop. And whatever's attached to me is attached to him because I walk in him. Does that make sense? 
wanna read today from Acts 4. We're gonna walk through it this morning. It says, while Peter and John were speaking to the people, they were confronted by the priests, the captain of the temple guard and some of the Sadducees. These leaders were very disturbed that Peter and John were teaching the people that through Jesus, there is a resurrection of the dead. Pastor Greg just preached on this a little bit ago. They arrested them and since it was already evening, put them in jail until morning. But many of the people who heard their message believed it. So the number of men who believed now totaled about 5,000. The next day, the council of all the rulers and elders and teachers of the religious law met in Jerusalem. Annas, the high priest, was there along with Caiaphas, John Alexander, and other relatives of the high priest. They brought in the two disciples and demanded, by what power or in whose name have you done this? Then Peter... What is that word? What is that word? Filled with the Holy Spirit. Let's stop there for a second. Pastor Greg talked about it this morning. What's the importance of the Holy Spirit? It's important. Plain and simple, it's important. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Peter comes in here filled with the Holy Spirit and things change. There's an authority attached to the Holy Spirit. Not by you, not by your power, but his power through you. There's an authority. So then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers and elders of our people, are we being questioned today because we've done a good deed for a crippled man? Do you want to know how he was healed? Let me clearly state to all of you and to all the people of Israel that he was healed by the powerful name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, the man you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead. For Jesus is the one referred to in the scriptures where it says, the stone that you builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. The members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in the scripture. They also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. How do you recognize that? Because when you have Jesus, you're different. They recognized that they had been with Jesus. Let me ask you a question this morning. Do your friends and family ever look at you and say, man, you've been with Jesus? Or when you walk in the room, does everything just stay the same? It's a big question and a good question to ask yourself on a, on a normal basis is, do I change the environment when I walk in the room? Not me, but him through me. Is there a joy that follows me? Is there a peace that, do people want my wisdom or is it not really that necessary? 
It's a good question to ask yourself so that you understand that you rely fully on him and not on your own strength. And when you have Jesus inside of you, it should affect your surroundings. Verse number 14, but since they could see the man who had been healed standing right there among them, there was nothing the council could say. So they ordered Peter and John out of the council chamber and conferred among themselves. What should we do with these men? They asked each other. We can't deny that they have performed a miraculous sign and everybody in Jerusalem knows about it. But to keep them from spreading their propaganda any further, we must warn them not to speak to anyone in Jesus' name again. Doesn't it sound kind of like, just gonna take a drink. Sounds like the news today. So they called to the apostles back in, they called the apostles back in and commanded them never again to speak or teach in the name of Jesus. But, and Dr. Phil says, if there's a but, you take back everything you just said. Just saying. I should say he said, because I haven't watched him in years, but anyways, okay. Catch me outside, how about that? Um, that's really the only Dr. Phil I ever watched because I just wanted to be cool and be a millennial. Um, anyways. But he says, but. Well, he's taking, ready? Are you, are you ready for this? But, Peter and John replied, do you think God wants us to obey you rather than him. And I just think this is a smart Alec reply. And I like it. Like, this is like the greatest reply ever. Because it's like, are you an idiot or an idiot? You know, it's like, this is amazing. I, I, I love this. So he says, but Peter and John replied, do you think God wants us to obey you rather than him? And then verse 20, it says, we cannot Stop. We won't stop. Do you think that my God wants me to stop talking about him and all that he's done and all that he continues to do and all that he's planned to do? Do you really think that my God wants me to close my mouth when he said there's power in the tongue? Do you really think he wants me to shut my mouth while my friends are dying off from depression and anxiety and they're losing their way? Do you really think that my God wants me to shut my mouth and shut my tongue off? Nope. 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 We won't stop. We cannot stop telling about everything we have seen and heard. What have you seen and heard? And are you talking about it? Because I have seen so many things over the years. And I have heard about so many things over the years. And if I ever get to a spot where I stop talking about it, that will be the moment that God stops using me. And don't be the kind of Christian that's like, you know, Lord, use me. And then, you know, you, you, you get a placement here and you, you can be volunteering and everything. And then, you know, you go back to God and be like, God, I feel used. Okay. 
tell you, it's funny. But that's, that's a lot. You know, we, we ask God to use us and he puts us in a position where we can be a light. And then we don't rely on him. We rely on us. And now we're, you know, sweeping the gym. Jeremy's job, because he found a sweet spot, just saying. It's funny now, because anytime he grabs a broom, he's like, say, don't. Oh, it's coming, son. So, you know, you, you're sweeping the gym. You're like, man, this is just so hard. Like, why is this my job? Nobody even sees that I do it. I'm so behind the scenes. Like, is this even doing anything? And God's like, hey, 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 remember, I'm the reason. Don't stop. Don't give up on just because you think your job isn't the greatest. Don't, don't stop now. I've got more for you. Just show me that you can be trusted with this. And watch what I do over time. We cannot stop telling about everything we have seen and heard. The council then threatened them further. Close your doors. No. Then the council threatened them further. I'm sorry. But they finally let them go because they didn't know how to punish them without starting a riot. You mean there was riots back in Bible times too? I thought this book was just fun. For everyone was praising God for his miraculous sign, the healing of a man who had been lame for more than 40 years. What would happen if they were worried about a riot from the church? Not the kind of riot you're thinking. Immediately you're like, what? We're going to shoot people? No. What would happen if there was a riot from the Holy Spirit's literally chosen people that came and said, we won't stop until we see it done. And we're going to be loud about it. We won't shut up about it. I'm telling you today, God is calling on you to stand up and to go out. Stand up and go out. Just by you being here this morning, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. Why? Because you're showing this morning, God, I won't stop. No matter what I've heard, no matter what they're telling me, I won't stop. I won't stop. I won't stop. As soon as they were freed, Peter and John returned to the other believers and told them what the leading priests and elders had said. When they heard the report, all the believers lifted their voices together in prayer to God. Oh, sovereign Lord, creator of heaven and earth and the sea and everything in them, you spoke long ago by the Holy Spirit through our ancestor David, your servant, saying... Why were the nations so angry? Why did they waste their time with futile plans? The kings of the earth prepared for battle and the rulers gathered together against the Lord and against the Messiah. In fact, this has happened here in this very city for Herod, Antipas, Pontius Pilate, the governor, the Gentiles, and the other people of Israel were all united against Jesus, your holy servant, whom you anointed. Guys, this sounds way too familiar. Come on, man. But everything they did was determined beforehand according to your will. And now, O oh Lord, hear their threats and give us your servants great boldness in preaching your word. Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After this prayer, the meeting place shook. When you call on his name. Come on, things of this earth will start to shake. 
And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Then they preached the word of God with boldness. All the believers were united in heart and mind. And they felt that they were, that what they owned was not their own. So they shared everything they had. The apostles testified powerfully to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and God's great blessing was upon them all. There were no needy people among them. Whoa. Because those who owned land or houses would sell them and bring the money to the apostles to give to those in need. For instance, there was Joseph, the one, the apostles nicknamed Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. He was from the tribe of Levi and came from the island of Cyprus. He sold a field he owned and brought the money to the apostles. Come on, man. This is, this is, this is God's children taking care of God's children. This is a church rising up saying, no matter what they say, I will not obey. It's scary. For a lot of you, it's, it's scary. It's something that's uncomfortable stepping out in. But I will tell you this today in confidence that when you step out, you don't step out alone. You want to not stop? Why don't you join us that aren't stopping? Come on, let's stand in this place. Everyone, everyone standing. I remember when I was a kid, and I was, I was always afraid to jump on my first upside-down roller coaster. And I would talk myself into it, talk myself, get in line and then just bail. Get in line and then bail. Get in line and bail. And I was like, ah, I just got to do it. So I remember we were, we were facing the upside-down roller coaster. And I was like, I'm just going to do it. So I got in line with, with my dad. And we got up to the roller coaster. And we're right there. I mean, we're next in line. I'm like, I'm doing it. You know, I had everything in me. It was like... This tenacity rose up, and I was like, I'm getting on that roller coaster. I'm buckling down the, the, the whatever thingy, and I, we're doing this thing. So I sat down. They pulled the strap over. They buckled me in. And immediately when that, that seatbelt buckled, I had this, like, fear that rose up. And I'm like, oh, my word, I'm actually going to do it. So what did I do? I immediately started to scream, get me off this ride. I started bawling. Oh, please, don't go. So I'm, I'm literally screaming, you know, get me off. My dad's next to me, he's grabbing my leg. You know, he always grabbed my leg, you know, just a little squeeze here and there, you know, hey, you're good, you're good, you're good, you're good, chill. All right, that's enough. And I'm like, oh, please, please, get me off. So I remember they came up and they're like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, I'm not okay, I need off. Just don't push that go button. So they got me off, they unbuckled, got me off the ride. And I didn't do the roller coaster. And I walked the walk of shame. And I remember coming out and my mom was at the bottom and she was like, did you do it? And I was like, couldn't you tell by my red rash face? Just got done bawling, mom. I remember being so defeated and I was like, come on. Why don't you just do it? Just strap in, shut your mouth and go for a ride. Only a few people have ever died on a roller coaster. You're fine. 
But I remember by the end of that day, I was like, Dad, I'm doing it. He's like, I'm not going back up there with you, okay? You made a fool out of me the first time. Now he was like, all right, let's go. And by the end of that day, I rode that roller coaster. And when I rode it, I remember coming down the same lane that I felt so defeated. I remember the same lane that I walked down and I felt so defeated. I walked that same pathway and I had my chest high and I was like, whoa, I did it. Yeah, look at me. Look at, yeah, I did it. You wouldn't, I did it. I mean, I had been such a wiener up until that point, but that moment I felt something that came over me and it was like, did you see me? Like, did you see what I just did? I just went loop the loop. Come at your boy, you can. Like, let me say it again. Let me clear my throat. Like, let me tell you what I'm thinking. Let me tell you, let me tell you what I know. Let me tell you that that was the greatest ride ever. And if you haven't done it yet, you need to. I had totally changed my perspective within one ride. And instead of being the person that's like, oh, is it going to be good? I don't know. I'm worried. I mean, it's a little terrifying. And I don't know. It looks a little scary. And I, my asthma. I don't know. Like I, I, became, I was that to... Have you done this? Like, you, you need to come with me. Like, it was like I changed completely from, from this person that was so, like, bound up to now this person that was like, you've got to see what I've seen. You've got to do what I've done. You don't understand what's on the other side of your yes. Like, if you'll just get on the ride and ride it, you don't even know your mind will be blown. So I, I come here this morning to ask you, number one, please join in never stopping. But number two, who of you are in this room that you want to ride the roller coaster? You want to take a ride with God. You want him to show you that he's got you. When you're buckled in with him, ain't nothing going to happen. He's going to lead you and guide you everywhere you need to go. You might have moments where the loop goes and you're upside down. And you're like, whoa, that was a ride. But when that ride comes to a halt and you get to see where you've been. I did that? Yeah, you did it because of me. I led that ride. I walked through that? Yeah, you walked through that ride safely because of me. You're telling me what I feared for so long was one of the most exciting moments of my life? Yes. You're telling me for all those years I sat looking at church saying, I can't stand Christians. Yeah, you know what? Sometimes I can't either. But I love God. And He surpasses all Christians. People mess things up all the time. Anybody that you trust here on earth, prepare for them to fail you. At some moment in time, I have over and over again had to say the words, I'm sorry to Brittany. I'm not perfect. I know you all thought I was. Like right there, your minds were blown. You're like, you had to say you're sorry. I know, I get it. Does that make sense? People will let you down. He will not. Who wants to ride a roller coaster ride with me this morning? Come on, who wants to say a big yes 
to the most exciting moments of your life to come. Who wants to walk down the path and say, you should have seen what I did. You should have seen what I saw. You should see what God's doing. If you're here this morning, you need to get your life right with Him. We're gonna, we're gonna start here. You need to get your life right with Him. You need to give your life and commit all that you are over to Him. We're not gonna candy coat it. I'm not gonna make people close their eyes because if you can't come to the altar while people are looking at you here, you're never gonna witness out there. So let's go ahead and just be bold here and now so that we can get ready for what God's called us to out there. It ain't the time to be shy. It ain't the time to be weary. It's the time to grab yourself by the nap of the neck and say, come on, Jesus, let's do this thing. And we're gonna do it together. So if you're ready, if you're sitting in your seat and you say, I want to ride that roller coaster, I have bailed so many times, it's okay, so did I. And I chose one day to say, you know what, God, I'm giving you all of me. I want to go on that ride full on. And God, I don't want to get off this time. I want to get on and commit to all that you have for me. I want to walk where you walk. I want to go where you go. I want to speak like you speak. I want to think like you think. I want my eyes to see what you see. I want my mouth to speak what you speak. Lord, I want my soul to be attached to your soul. If that's you and you're standing in this room, man, woman, child, teenager, you need to be here. Let's move. Come on, you're in this room. You need to move. Now's your moment. Let's move. Come on. You need Jesus this morning. You need him to move. I feel it. In my spirit, there's a few of you. And I'm not stopping until you're here because I won't give up on you because I'm not going to stop. If you need Jesus, this is your spot. Go ahead and step out. We're going to cheer for you when you do. You don't have to worry about it. We're here for you. Come on, nobody's looking down on you. If this is for you, move. Move. Come on, church, start praying. There's a battle in the heavenlies right now. Come on, start praying. Jesus is working. There you go. Come on, give it up for Matt. It's huge. It's huge. Come on, there's somebody else. I'm not stopping. There's somebody else. I'm not stopping. I feel a resistance. There, I am not stopping until I see it. Come on. Let's go. There's somebody else. You're sitting in the room. You're like, oh, I don't want to do it. Come on. It takes 20 seconds of courage. All you got to do is step out. We'll cheer you on. There ain't nothing. Ain't nobody judging you. Ain't nobody worried. If it's you and you're sitting in this room, just move. We're waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I thrive in awkward moments. I love it. I will stand here for a little bit and just stare. There. <laughs> there it is. That's two. There's more. And I'm not stopping. I'm not stopping. There's more. I feel it in my spirit. There's more. And I'm not stopping. We can be here until 3 o'clock this afternoon. I don't care. I won't stop. I'm not moving until there's more. I just feel it. When I feel released, I'll stop. But right now, I don't feel released. If you need to go, you can go. But right now, I just feel like we need to stay here until God starts to deliver more. Come on, confidence. Get that confidence. Build it up. It's that confidence. Go ahead and find it down deep inside. Say, it's more. I need more. I need more. I need your courage, God. I'm going to step out here. Come on, you need them. You need them. I'll wait. You need them. 
Oh, we got more. Kyle, there it is. Come on, baby, let's go. There's more. This is it. There it was. I felt it. Is there more? I'll go ahead and ask her, but I felt a release. Is there more? Is there more? I don't want to give up on you. Come on. God doesn't want to give up on you. We won't stop. Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? Maybe if I ask it 20 times, something will happen. Anybody else? Anybody else? All right, I'm going to give you 30 more seconds. 30 more seconds. Come on, this is the 30 seconds you've been wanting. You've been waiting for me to say the words. I'll give you 30 more seconds. Come on, you're sitting there. You're like, oh, man, I'm fighting this. this I, I'm fighting this. What is this? Why, why do I feel sick right now? It's the Holy Spirit convicting. It's a great conviction. I love when the Holy Spirit convicts because I know i got to shift something. I know i got to change something. It's that, it's that moment you know that a change is coming. Come on, somebody else. There's somebody else. Somebody else. 15 seconds. Somebody else. Somebody else. Are we coming? Yeah, we're coming. Let's go. United we stand. That's it. I didn't even know you, but I love it. Come on, man. That's it. That's it. Okay. Okay. Man, is God good or what? God doesn't play games. And when we choose not to play games, it's a good day. It's a good day. God is alive and well. Come on, if you're in this house, just lift your hand up. Thank you, Jesus. We love you and we thank you, Lord, for all that you are and all that you're doing. God, I pray that you would pour out right now in Jesus name let's all repeat after me okay there's nothing magical about this prayer but we are letting God in and letting him wreck what we used to think and what we used to know and letting him wash over us as white as snow come on let's pray this out together say Jesus come on say it like you mean it say Jesus I give you all of me all I want is all of you wash me white as snow Renew what the enemy has stolen and make me brand new. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, celebrate. Yes, celebrate. It's so good.
time for an afternoon nap. Everyone that's up here, everyone that's up here, except for those that are praying, listen to me, listen to me. First of all, how cool is it? Okay, so, so wait, wait. Sarah Ross came in this morning. She saw me in this Dane striped shirt that all you made fun of me and said, what are we repping? We're repping the enemy out in Jesus' hand. Anyways, she complimented my shirt. Thank you. She said, I love it when you wear this shirt because this is the shirt that I was saved under. She got saved when I preached in this shirt. And now her husband... too good. God's too good. I just, I just, I just find it, I just find it funny when the devil loses another one. I just find it funny. Oh man. Okay. Let me, let me speak just for one moment to y'all. And, and those of you that maybe needed to move, hear me tomorrow. Nothing changes unless you change it. When you wake up in the morning, it is up to you to shift your future, and God is right there with you. Don't let tomorrow look like today. Let tomorrow be completely different with Him inside of you, changing everything about your destiny. And welcome to the family of God. Come on, can we give it up one more time? Hey! I love you all. So proud of you. Woo! Sing it one more time. P.A. Father, for freedom. Thank you for life everlasting. Thank you that tomorrow is promised no matter what because of you. <laughs> Come on, here on earth or in heaven, tomorrow's promised. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you, Lord, and we praise your holy name. And God, we won't stop telling about all that we've seen and heard. You're a good father, and we worship you today. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, come on, everybody said, amen. Can you praise him for one minute? Come on, 60 seconds. Just give him praise. He's worthy. He's worthy. We praise your holy name. 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 Come on, 30 more seconds. We praise your holy name. We praise your holy name. 
Or to watch the service online, visit us at www.thepowerplace.org.